0: Welcome to the first episode of 2024 of the Fantasy Fitball Pod. We are the podcast that takes a look at Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Football. Listeners, I am joined as ever by a man who is rubbish. His game is poor and his standard is shocking. Scobie, am I talking about you or Ross County?
1: (laughs) I thought you were gonna do a traitors joke. It felt obvious. I'm not into the traitors. No, so you're not. not, you not with, no, no. Yeah, I thought it was a Paul from the traitors job, job, but here we are. Here we are. John, good to be back. I like that you also changed the intro slightly um, with, the, with the podcast that occasionally talks about Scottish football. Correct. Uh, but look, we're back for 2024, and um, it's exciting. How was, your, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year? How are you feeling in this new this new era? Yeah,
0: yeah. Christmas was, Christmas was very good. I mean, like everyone, I think uh, went a bit mental in December. Yeah. Was at the alley Pally. You were. I, unfortunately, did not see Luke Listler. Didn't see the nuke. Yeah, did not see the nuke and his uh, his five year old, uh, much older girlfriend. <laughs> um, but I did see uh, Michael Smith, which was good fun. I mean, you it's did. just uh, we were we were actually dressed up as wizards. Unfortunately, Simon Whitlock was uh, pulled out the hat to be drawn on the first night, so it looked like we did. Uh, Excellent. We we done that on purpose, but no, it's so good there. I mean, just As um, by magic. yeah, yeah, great, great pictures of lager and um, yeah, just a lot of chanting, which you can't complain <laughs> about. Can. You have got, got to really enjoy it. So yeah, know. that was probably my highlight. How about you? Uh,
1: it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, um, Lon- London Christmas. Um, and then up, up to Scotland for New Year, and I managed to take in the Tony Macaroni Arena, the spaghetti hat. Oh, fantastic. Uh, for a bit of hearts. Livingston, you know, got to got, got, uh, do it whilst you're up there.
0: Did you take uh, my recommendation of going to the Tony Macaroni before the game? Because if you do do that, you will find the Livingston team there having their pre match. No, I
1: know. I'm actually <laughs> gutted to hear this. Yeah, I could have had a lovely meal and also possibly met Brian Rice. So yes. absolutely devastated. The, yeah, pod legend Brian Rice. So I'm nice enough and close, but uh, yeah, but, but we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, as we get into the episode. What
0: a dream, dream managing duo that Dave is. Mondale, Dave Marindale,
1: Brian Rice. If we could, get, yeah, if honestly, like, round, like, it's like that sort of um, fancy dinner party. If you could have your fancy podcast guests. I think the two of us, with Dave Martindale, part yeah. of the They, would, eat,
0: they would actually eat us alive. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> We'd have absolutely nothing going for us there. Anyway, we're in person, listeners. Thanks for for, for, uh, for joining tonight. And, uh, well, we're in the winter break just now in Scottish football. Um, well earned for the, for the players. And so it felt like a good time. New Year. Uh, for us to do a podcast,
1: and do it together, and do doing it together. It here, you can probably tell we're sharper than ever. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Here in London, together, doing it in the in the business center of John's of uh, John's uh, residence. Yeah, sounds very fancy. It does sound fancy. We look like we're at the BBC Scotland news desk. Correct. Correct. We really do. Slightly low tech on the on the microphone front, but we're you know we're looking good.
0: Yes, we have got that microphone there that I have referred to before as looking like some sort of sex toy. Sex toy, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah, not the first one. Um, so look, we're going. Um, how are we going to do this pod, guys? We will chat. We should chat some shite in part one. Yeah. Scottish football updates. Uh, a bit on the Euros. Uh, we're all fucking excited, aren't we, Scooby? Uh, we're booked up. We're we- booked. We're ready I uh, made the schoolboy error of predicting that Scotland would not be in the opening game, so I had flights booked out on <laughs> the Saturday morning. Uh, went too early. Went too early. I was just like, there's no way that Scotland will be playing that opening game against Germany. Yeah, no fucking yeah. chance. Yeah, and well, then obviously. actually, as soon as that, as soon as I saw the draw, I was like, Scotland would be in pot one. What? <laughs> 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 so anyway, we've uh, disaster averted and we are on that Munich flight. We on are. The first thing on the Friday morning, aren't we? And we are.
1: Both going to stay out until the Thursday. I think that. so. Going to try and take in the second game. Yeah, just talking about it a bit tonight, weren't we? The, the first game opener in the fan zone. Probably not going to get tickets for that one, but what an atmosphere it's going to be. And obviously that amazing stat that, apart from Germany, Scotland, were the second most uh requ- requested tickets in the ballot with yes. yeah i I Scotland think I think is second most unbelievable really I
0: think there's a good chance of there being two hundred thousand Scots in I mean in the media. number goes up every time we talk it about does it. Yeah, you, know, it's 50, it, it will keep going up yeah I think, why not like it's fifty thousand at Hampden each time you know ninety percent of the people from there will be and you, we've got a whole generation here I mean we're in the generation that I was seven years old the last time that Scotland qualified for a major tournament. And we've been waiting literally our whole life to be able to go and get pished and watch Scotland abroad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: At at a summer tournament, and this
1: is it. It's one of those uh, destinations you you always dreamt of France, Germany, Spain, you went to big Euros hosting it as a one country, and, you know, just, just what a time it's going to be. So,
0: so we're really excited. And, uh, and look,
1: John, if, if Rangers manage to take 2.75 million people to Seville, you know, for their, <laughs> for their Europa League yeah. final, uh, Scotland must be at least on, on course for 250000 I just hope they've got enough water for us, Scobie. I hope so. I don't know. I'll be taking my own. For sure. So we're, exci- we're excited for Germany, Scoby. Who in Scottish football can be excited for Germany? Oh, where can we go with this? I mean, look, is Lawrence Shankland on the plane already? I mean, it
0: seems very, very difficult not to take the man who scored 13 goals for Hearts this season. They've yeah. actually only scored 24 goals in the entire league, so he's scored more than half his goals yeah. this season. Man has been on absolute fire. In the past, maybe you could say he scored a lot of penalties. This season, he's been missing penalties and still scoring. That goal against Hibs was absolutely sensational. Under the highest amount of pressure to score a last-minute winner in front of a full away stand yeah. in a football derby. I mean, it's the thing dreams are made of.
1: We're going to talk about him more, of course, later in this episode. But, you know, and this is actually after a very slow start to the season for him. Mm -hmm. We did the first couple of pods and we were talking about, is it time, I think, is it time to drop Shankland, you know, he's off the boil, he's nowhere near where he was. It was sort of him and Kyogo both struggling with form. And then look what he's done really since sort of October onwards. um, An unbelievable November, December paired with Hearts. Great performances throughout that period of time as well. Um, just so impressive.
0: Yeah, and, and for, the key for me is that, I mean, he obviously scored the goal for coming off the bench for Scotland as well recently, but he does score it seems to score goals that are nothing for Hearts just now, and that's exactly what Scotland are going to need, because I guarantee you we'll get to a game in Germany where with 20 minutes to go, we are a goal down, yeah. and we're going to need something to happen. And something off the bench, yeah. There is no one, Shankland is what, you know, Che Adams, Lyndon Dykes are not, Jacob Brown or not, and that is a natural goal scorer. Absolutely. Goal scorer. Absolutely. So for me, I love Steve Clark, I'm always back every decision he makes, but it it's going to be very, very difficult to understand his decision if he does not bring uh, Lawrence Shankland with him.
1: It is, and it looks like, just on subjects of that, maybe Che Adams might be on the move in January, there's some rumours mm. around that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Adams and Dyke's pleasing to see, they've both been in pretty good form uh, for their clubs, respectively, at least scoring a couple of goals, Adams in particular, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's obviously the, the sort of uh, slight concern within our squad um, at the moment. But look, John McGinn, Aston Villa, unbelievable at the moment. You know, rightly setting up their top the league. Had a chance to go level with Liverpool, top league on Sunday, didn't they? they? They didn't take that opportunity. They drew with Everton, but he's John just McGinn's man, fantastic, hasn't he? And, you know, great to see. You. But then back, sorry, back to Premiership. Anyway. Yeah, where, are, carried away where are you going, going with this? Carried history, away. Man? This is what I tried about. John McGinn and his lovely arse, but anyway, um, who else do I think has got an opportunity? John Suter, do you think you know he's he's in the mix if he continues playing well for Rangers? Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, potentially.
1: I mean, we've got a pretty well stacked sort of number
0: of centre halves that we can turn to. I see Scott McKenna. Um, is on the sort of chopping block as it were um, for a transfer at a Forest as well. I mean if there's injuries then John Souter will be in amongst it. I don't think he gets into the strongest side there but yeah look he's got a lot to play for and um, I'm sure we'll come on to it but uh, Clement's made a very impressive start at Ibrox mm-hmm. and um, yeah look if he, if he manages to play some part in a, in a, in a big European run for Rangers and, uh, and get them um, pretty close to winning the league title as well then he's going to be really difficult to ignore. Um, another name that I think that I'll throw into the mix, someone that we don't really have this type of player in the Scotland squad currently. I think we're lacking wingers. I know the system that we tend to play doesn't really need wingers, but yeah. we maybe need a bit more flexibility around that, particularly if Tierney gets injured and we have to go to a back four. And uh, I would just put put forward Danny Armstrong. Yeah. I can't see uh, can't see why um, he would not be in the conversation
1: oh totally, totally. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about him we're going to look at a little bit of the team of the season aren't we mm. but you know he's been massive part once again second almost third year running of uh, Kamarnik's success um, yeah being a brilliant player and it'd be really nice to see Steve Clark. you know clearly a romantic attraction back to, to Kamarnik, but to, to, to take someone like that um, that sort of bolter that makes the squad towards the yeah. end of it I mean he's Do a guy think, sorry I was going to say like Danny Armstrong's Kind of guy you got to respect. Twenty six years
0: old. Um, you know, been at Wraith Rovers, went on Ross County for like six yeah. games, really poor spell. And then was at Wraith and forty appearances, eight goals. And then Killy have taken a punt on him. He's just been fantastic. He's got eleven goals and sixty seven appearances for Kilmarnock, seven assists this season as well. Um, a player that is going from strength to strength. And we'll talk probably talk quite a lot about Darren McKinnis and the job he's doing at Kilmarnock, because it's definitely one of the most impressive in the Scottish Premiership this year.
1: Yeah. I mean on that subject and he's a he's a controversial um, figure at the best of times in, in a Scotland uh, setup, but uh, wingers wise, we're just Ryan Fraser set for you. I know it's in SPL related, but um Yeah, you know, I mean Ryan Fraser
0: team. is a is a wee toad. He is. That is that is absolutely he is only out for himself and his own uh, his own P L and making sure that he is paid as much money as he can get and absolutely no time for any sort of loyalty to maybe what he owes a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, other people will argue with me, but that's my firm view. But look, he's having a uh, really um, strong season there. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's coming into that point of um, someone that, um, this exact type of player that Scotland need. A sort of Alan um, Forrest type guy.
1: Exactly. Well, John, we covered off Scotland Euros. We're going to be there. We're excited for it. But plenty of other stuff to focus on um, this episode. Not least, it's January and the transfer window has reopened. Yes. So will we go in and just pick out some highlights from the uh, January transfer se- sort of session so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, it's been quite a slow start. I think. I think. Um, I think a lot of um, a lot of uh, clubs just took the first couple of weeks off. Yeah. To be <laughs> of January and <laughs> done. And done. Absolute <laughs> hee haw. But uh, it's sort of uh, coming to life a little bit this week. We've got um, Curtis Main. He is back, baby. He is. <laughs> he is back, it He <laughs> He's back in the Scottish Football Premiership. He was being in India.
1: Yeah, played for Bengaluru. Bengaluru, the big club that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Surely got a nice payday there with Greg Stewart, who I'm also going to come on to as well. Uh, two goals in eight games, but yeah, now Curtis Main is on a mission to try and play for well a number of top-flight clubs in Scotland. He's obviously done Motherwell. He had his, um, well, the less to be said about uh, Spell at Aberdeen, the better. Yeah. And then a productive-ish time at St Mirren. Um, And now, yeah, Tony Doherty has... um, gone for him at Dundee. And it's
1: that, it's that spell Aberdeen that's obviously, you know, brought him back to back to Dundee, the relationship he had with Doherty, uh, you know, there. Is that not the reason why he's back?
0: You'd, you'd, you'd have to think that Tony Doherty has leveraged the the relationship that he had there. You just have to hope that he can get a little bit out more out of Curtis May than Aberdeen were able
1: to. Well, exactly, exactly. And he's has back to a bigger club as well. Obviously, a club that's in the league than Aberdeen. <laughs> Sitting in seventh, not eighth, uh, you know, lovely yeah. eighth like Aberdeen, so... Uh, you'll be excited to go back and have a chance to prove yourself so yeah Curtis being um, stuck out on, on the I'm oh, talking about St Mirren an old club of his Kwon uh, from Celtic sort of failed to get any minutes apart. <laughs> what is that how you are pronouncing <laughs> him? is it not just King no <laughs> not him St Mirren oh, 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 oh jumping down my throat <laughs> no St Mirren have signed Celtics oh. South Korean yeah winner. yeah, yeah. Kwon, who's failed to get any minutes at Parkhead since he arrived. Could be a really nice bit of business for Samir and I think this as well. Um, I love that you thought I said... No, I can pronounce that one. Thanks, John. Um, he comes in, he's 4.6 million. So is Curtis Mayne, actually, just on that subject, 4.6. Mm. Uh, so, an interesting kind of price point. Uh, for, and you think he's going to get quite a few minutes uh, at St. Mirren. So, quite like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think St. Mirren, um are in need of some, some fresh ideas. Yeah. Yeah. They obviously had a really strong start to the season, but they actually haven't won back to back league games since September. Yeah, uh, They've obviously lost Ryan Strain. That's been quite a big loss in their team. Um, and they're just missing I think they're they're pretty good. Uh, you know, under Stephen Robinson, you're always gonna get a side that's well disciplined, um, works hard and is organized. They're pretty good from defence up to getting the ball into the, the final third of the opposition. And th- at that point they're probably missing something. So yeah, th- I think Cimmeran fans will be excited to see some some fresh blood in there, some fresh ideas. Mark O'Hara hasn't quite hit the heights of last no, season not. and maybe he was never going to gonna because it was sensational where he got to
1: yeah and a lot of injuries as well but really like their run of form um, when you get into February I mean January they've got Rangers um, at home but you know it's been a long break who knows maybe that time off has been good for them they've pulled some surprises February though they've got Hibbs Dundee Livingston St. Johnston and Ross County so I think that feels like five games that you know and definitely gonna be licking their lips at um, there's potentially goals there. There's potentially clean sheets. So we've been a little bit cool on Marin recently, but I think maybe it's the time to, to get back into investing in uh, another uh, signing that's uh, caught my eye. Obviously, Hearts have signed versatile wingback Dexter Lembisca, Lembiska. from Wolves Uh, uh, he's bringing a bit of that Jamaican rhythm to the capital Uh, and I love it at 2.6 million I think it's a great um, bit of business Look, it comes from Wolves I think by all accounts he's done some really good reports Uh, quite versatile can play on the left play on the right I think we definitely needed some reinforcement there Um, so I'm excited that, that we brought him in and it seemed like a bit of business that we'd like Identified from the outset, and we made it happen very quickly at the start of January. So, you know, he'll come in. He'll have a bit of time with the with the squad before the first game. So, uh, definitely keep your eyes on him. Uh, I think a nice compliment to what we've got at the moment. Cochrane playing quite well, but definitely kind of you know missing someone else to kind of come into play across the across the wing backs. Who's caught your eye, John? Anything else?
0: Uh, yeah, well, I sort of mentioned, have mentioned them. I mean, Greg Stewart—he's not actually um, signed for anyone yet, but there's a lot of chat that he might be returning to Dundee. Obviously, had a great spell there um, previously in his career. He's been—he's actually been in India since um, September 2021 and had a pretty um, fruitful uh, time there. He's won the won the league out there, I think, and won uh, Indian Super League Hero Player of the Season or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's doing pretty good there And I think we'd do a real good job for someone In sort of um, in that sort of mid-table area of the Scottish Premiership So I think he could be decent And then, uh, yeah, we've also got the the new Celtic signing Which I thought you were talking about earlier <laughs> uh, Nicholas Gerrit kuhn has uh, joined um, You know, can he fill that Jota hole? I know obviously Lewis Palmer's been decent for them But I still think they're lacking that as Brendan Rodgers has said many, many times this season, we need quality, not quantity. You've got
1: to think that he hopes that, that this is that quality that he's adding um, to his... Well, series. he's adding in amongst quantity. You know, he's dead. there's a lot of players in mm-hmm. amongst that. I think he comes in at quite an exciting price point at £5 million. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes to show, I think the game makers don't quite know where to value him because there is quite a lot of options there. You know, you had... Um, him obviously, Palmer. You've got Turnbull in there, you've got O'Reilly, you've got McGregor, you've got quite a lot of different set of players you can look at, mm-hmm. um, kind of in and around that brackets. Um, Palo as well, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it sounds like he's he's got some promise, and Rogers seems keen on him. It's probably one of the you know, the, the, the signings that Rogers has made himself as well and his stamp on, brought him in early again. So, um, we'll see where we go with it. Definitely, Lammers is off. He's away off uh, from um, Rangers to Utrecht, which kind of clears the way for McCausland and Co. a little bit, and possibly another signing. I bloody hope not Shanklin, but it seems the longer this transfer window goes on that Shanklin's not going to move um, to to the West Coast. But yeah, Lammers goes, and and, and maybe some chance as well that Dessers might go as well. Yeah, I mean, both of them have been severely underwhel-
0: significantly underwhelming signings yes. for... For Rangers, uh, Clements obviously got different ideas for for that attack. Um, I mean, for me, I would hate to see it. Cause I don't really like seeing players go to the old farm like that. But I mean, Shanklin, quite honestly, is a total no-brainer for Rangers. I think like it's just guaranteed that if he went into that team right now, he'll score 20 goals for the rest of the season, and that's what they need to help them uh, get towards the title. But um, look, let's see if they go for another unproven um, player who's not you know proven to score in the
1: Scottish Premiership. Yeah, exactly. But that's open the doors up for for McCausland. Uh, I don't know if he was in your team of the year. He's not quite made mine, but he's he's proving to be a bit of an attractive option. He's getting some uh, some game time now. He certainly did towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, and, absolutely uh, no way know. is he in team of the season. But no. yeah, he's he's
0: he's now in my fantasy football Scotland team. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because he's you know he's a cheap price point a midfielder that's playing that front three normally. Uh, for Rangers, so he's a yeah, he's a great addition Four. to have. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, one other person I was going to pick out, Yengi signed for Livingston uh, from Ipswich right at the start of the window. I think he was about the first signing in the uh, in Scotland when the window reopened. I saw him against Hearts, and he was really impressive when he came on. Um, he's a big boy, big physical player, lots of hold up lots of connecting play really thought he changed that. I mean that game Livingston deserved more than deserved the point uh, I thought they were better than us for large portions of that game um, you know pleasing to see us take that take the win but Yangi looks a good player he's 3.8 million mm-hmm. um, you know they've had success with some players in the past like Nubley. he's got a bit off the boil but um, one to watch I think if Isan now had a few weeks you know with Martin Hill and the team there um, I think he could be an exciting addition
0: yeah yeah, yeah, Livingston obviously. Yeah, Luke, Bruce Anderson and Joel Nuble have have done well enough for them, but yeah, they've, they've been really poor so far yeah, this yeah. season. I think Livingston have scored something like two goals at home
1: all season. Ah, oh, it's been awful. Um, exactly. I was I was in the stands and could hear the, 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 the Livingston players saying when they ruled it out for VAR four four it, goals at home in ten games when they ruled out the VAR. Now they're just going, please, we never scored any goals. Just let us have this one. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's
0: very very bleak and. Martin tail can can complain all he wants about um, about the budget. Actually, brings us nicely on to chatting a little bit about the Scotch Cup this yes. weekend. Um One of the ties uh, that caught my eye was Livingston against high-flying Wraith Rovers. Exactly. And Martindale's already got the mind games out there this week by saying that Wraith Rovers have a higher budget than Premiership <laughs> Livingston. In his defence, I'd probably say that Livingston do have a lower budget than probably half the Championship.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's a fair one. I was going to call this little section. I smell an upset. Uh, Livingston oh. Wraith was 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 definitely one up there for me. The one I'm going to go with. Airdrie hosting St Johnston at home. Uh, Airdrie obviously currently fourth in the league. They've won three of their last five in a rich vein of form. That to me reeks of an upset. Um, I,
0: you know, I would have I would have agreed with you when Steve McLean was in charge at St Johnston, but you know, since Levine's come in, mm. things have improved. Yeah. Anderson Johnson. Um and uh so I think there's there's less of a chance there of, uh, of of an upset happening. I mean I'll I'll talk about the big elephant in the room here. Obviously <laughs> Aberdeen were at the at the on the wrong end of probably the biggest Scottish Cup upset of all time, away at Darville this time last year. So what have they done this time? They've only gone and drawn bottom of league two Clyde. Yeah. Ian McCall, that. manager. It just doesn't sound <laughs> great. Jerry's going as well. Oh, I have God. very little hope. I actually don't think I can bring myself to watch the game. Call morning. off, call off, boys. Yeah, I yeah. can just see that going all sorts of wrong. Yeah, and well, Barry Robson being, uh, yeah, that'll be the end of him.
1: So uh, Spartans, the Spartans, and the Hearts kick things off this weekend at twelve fifteen. Ed, exactly. Big Edinburgh Derby the Big Edinburgh Derby I, And I, I'm just going to note here on, on on Publicly on the podcast That um, Spartans do sit third in League 2 They've won their last four games I've said it I'm not saying anything else But If it were to happen I've kind of covered it off okay. You know I can sleep at night uh, but yeah, Scottish Cup, always a good bit of action. Uh, looking forward to seeing what indeed. Happens. And then we get back into the meat of it. Uh, there was only
0: one other tie that I just saw, Scoby, Before we before yeah. we move on and get out of part one, was um, Ross County against Partick Thistle. Yeah, A repeat of possibly the best game in Scottish football yeah. of 2023. That playoff uh, final tie in which Partick Thistle were 3-0 up on aggregate with 19 minutes to go yeah. and proceeded to lose on penalties and have another season in the Scottish Championship. I'm not sure uh, how many Jags fans will be brave enough to make the trip
1: north to Dingwall this time. It's a grudge match. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That is. Love it. Alright, well let's get out of part one into part two and we will be reviewing the teams of the season.
0: Hello and welcome back to part two of the first podcast of 2024. 24. 24. Right. Uh, Scobie how many players are up for free transfer this summer from the Scottish Premiership? How many players are up for free transfer? This summer. Oh, this is calculated God. on um, David Nery's Toe Poker Twitter. Account. Right.
1: Across 18 It's quite a lot. I'll give you a clue. I'm gonna say 110. Fucking hell. 108! No way! <laughs> no way! <laughs> He good. didn't even look. He didn't
0: yeah, that's look. That's pretty good. We're going to go the team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot, right? I mean, you've got... Um, we didn't chat about David Turnbull, about potential you know, to get on the plane to Germany, but it feels like he's going to have to leave Celtic if he's going to get that, because whilst Rogers sort of had him as that little pet project at the start of the season and he was getting a bit of game time, slowly just gone back to not, um, to not playing nearly as much and definitely not enough to play... To get himself on the plane, I don't think so. What about David Turnbull somewhere like Italy going follow Lewis
1: Ferguson's footsteps? I think to, to he's good them? enough to do that. I mean, it, I think he's technically there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think a championship side would be interesting? A League One side? What's his.
0: I just, I just think, look at the guys in Italy, they've been going much better than someone going to rot Absolutely. on the bench in the championship. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he is one of them.
1: Interesting. Um, I will
0: reveal a few others as we get on with the podcast. Anyway, right. so the way we're going to anchor this pod listeners, which we haven't really discussed so far, that we have hinted. While well, Scooby's trying to quietly get some oh, I'm going to
1: be squashy. Having a squash squashy. Uh,
0: we're gonna do a team team of the team thank you, team of the season. <laughs> um chat chat about team of the season and then uh, hopefully that'll make us speak about each team in some way though. Particularly shy teams at like Livingston probably won't chat about them that much. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this part we will try and cover keepers, defenders and midfielders, Scooby, how do you feel about that? I love that. Do you want to kick us off with your
1: goalkeeper of the season so far? Okay, goalkeeper season for me, it's going to be quite an easy one for me. And I don't intentionally mean to start it this way. I'm going to go for Xander Clark.
0: Xander Clark!
1: I've got three down, he's not even one of them. He's not even one <laughs> of them? God, I am a good hearts man, haven't I? Yeah, I think Xander Clark's like grown into his role there. We, we've, been, we've been incredible defensively. Nobody really saw that coming under Naismith, that he was going to tighten us up defensively. We thought... Offensively, we would be, um, you know, a team on the rise, scoring more goals and playing better football. But actually, he's tightened us up more than anything. And, and at three million, I still think that Clark represents the best value in the game. But what? I'm happy to be no proven way. otherwise. Tell me, I'm wrong. No way. Tell this me I'm wrong.
0: Best value in the game. I will. Who do you think?
1: Not him. Three million
0: is expensive for a goalkeeper. Mm. Anyway, I. I disagree that Xander Clark is even in the... I give him top three, maybe, goalkeeper. And he's a season. top
1: point scorer. He's a top point scorer, John. 95 points, clearly top point scorer 3 million. But you're telling me he's not the best value? Well, I... I, right? I, I, no, I tell I, me, tell me, who's better? I
0: wasn't... Li- I was, I, maybe I would not be looking at this from a Fantasy Football Scotland perspective. Enough. Okay. Enough. But my goalkeeper of the season so far is Dimitar Mitov of St. Johnston.
1: Fuck, I've heard it all now.
0: You've heard it all. This man is top for saves in the Scottish Premiership this season. He's got 74 from 20 appearances. Nearly four a game for the quick maths around you. Uh, Xander Clark for that reference, is joint sixth on the list. Well, he's got more 18 clean sheets, less so he's sick. got more
1: points, I John. know,
0: I know, but I think Dimitar Mitov, without Mitov this season, yeah, St. Johnston, St Johnston, I think, would be bottom of the league.
1: Right, I'm going to counter that, though. Dennis at Kilmarnock. He's two point six million. He's point yeah. two million less than your man Mitoff, mm-hmm. and he scored fourteen more points. He is the fourth top scoring mm. goalie in the, this game. So I think if we could agree on something, we're agreeing on he's the best value, probably in the game at goalkeeper. Okay, you agree on that? Was he one of your three? No, he wasn't. He wasn't one of your three. Who the fuck were your other two? <laughs> so my other
0: one. Through gritted teeth, I think Jack Butland's been outstanding for Rangers since he's, he's come in. He's three point
1: seven million. I,
0: but this 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 team of the season was not about value. We never we never when we discussed Gosh, this. Was about value. We obviously think value. <laughs> I think Jack Butland's. Uh, yeah, I mean he is he is so he, top of clean sheets in the league. He's got twelve. He's got same amount of
1: points as uh, Dan Clark. Yeah, and Dan cool. Clark's point seven million less. Okay. okay,
0: I didn't know we were doing a value game. Right, okay. But that's... This is going to be good. It's a th- that's different. Yeah, yeah, this is spicy. Uh, yeah, I think that Jack Butland um, is, has been a big upgrade on uh, what Al McGregor was last season, obviously. Um, you know, he was he was seen as the great heir to, to Joe Hart uh, with England, and it didn't quite work out that way. Um, But he's come in this season, been brilliant, and you can see him being at Rangers for many years and keeping lots of clean sheets. And then, I mean, the only other one I had, and you're going to hate this one, is Zach Hemming. Even nah. though I called out from at the start of the season, uh, seven clean sheets. Obviously, no. St. Mirren have come off the boil quite a lot, but I think he's done a really good, uh, really good job uh, for Saint Mirren, and he's also third on saves for the season. So. Yeah,
1: having good. I'll tell you that. I know it was Trevor Carson that you talked about at the start of the season, yeah. um, who is languishing a bit. He's about what? He's behind Mitov anyway. Ninth best goalie this year. Okay, so if we're gonna put two, we can only put two in because we're building a squad here. Okay, who's yours? Mitov.
0: I'm taking Dimitar
1: Mitov,
0: yeah. Fuck me, you're oh, I, I think. I think, mate, he's, he, bizarre. he had 123, 146 appearances for Cambridge United over six years. They were
1: gutted to lose him. Yeah, okay, fine. Right, you get Mitov, I'm going to go for Clark, because I feel like we have to have the best goalie in the game, officially. Um, but I'm, I think Will Dennis has got a special shout out there. So we yeah. go Clark and Mitov. In our goalkeepers of the season. All right. Fine. Uh, okay. Moving on. That was good. That was spicy. Defenders. John, do you want to kick us off?
0: Yes. Can I start at left back?
1: Well, obviously they don't play positions in fantasy, but yeah, you can start.
0: All oh, right. So what? So if you just have how many? What are we doing? What? I we thought, do this
1: every year, you've somehow forgotten how we usually do this. I don't know how we usually do Wait, I was, it. We could three centre-backs, we could right. three right-backs, it doesn't matter, we're not doing well, fucking... st-
0: right. le- right, Oh, do right I'm starting at left Right, you do left-back, right-back. I'm starting at left-back, and it's oh. a little uh, Welsh boy called Owen Michael Beck, uh, being on Dundee at loan, um, 17 appearances, been absolutely fantastic so far this season, as unfortunately...
1: Boy, what are you laughing What He's your at? first recommendation? He's not playing from Scotland anymore. No, he's been team- uh, he? Robert Beck. He's a fantastic player. Plays in England. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's team of the season so far. Right. He's been he's been outstanding.
1: Oh, uh, I'm really sorry, listeners. Two offensive. goals. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's gone. He He's gone. Oh, was looking back.
0: It's not who's gonna be the team of the season going forward, Scotty.
1: Okay, right. Um, That'll be helpful for our listeners, but yeah, fine. Okay. One am back.
0: Well, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, it's uh, I will move on. All right. I think Owen Beck's been brilliant. I think uh, I think um, Jurgen Klopp has a lot to answer for. Yeah. I don't really see how Beck's going to do much um, at Liverpool uh, this season. Uh, Robertson will be back from injury in the new year. I can't see Beck going out on loan again, and it's a real shame. It seems to it'll really stunt his. Um, do you want another left back? Do you want Scott Tanzer? At St. He's still <laughs> okay, in the league. Okay, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, put,
1: I'll put,
0: put him in. Um, yeah, I think he's been, in the absence of Ryan's Strain bombing forward for them, I think he's really helped uh, their attacking threat and uh, puts in some wicked crosses as well.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, I'm going to throw in another um, possibly lesser thought I've been known. Winger, Corey and Daba, uh, Kamarnik. Um, he's been fantastic this year good points all so far I think um, he was injured a little bit at the start of the season obviously Kamara's form has um, you know increased recently uh, and with that Ndaba I think has been a big part of that so I, I like Ndaba a lot he's currently uh, 2.5 million in the game um, starting to play a lot more minutes uh, 46 total points Do you say he was a winger? Good. he's a win back so he's not a centre half in Daba? Yeah. No, he's a wing-back. So you're playing at wing-back for them? Yeah. you doubted doubting me on that job. No, just asking. Oh, well, there's a bit of tension on this episode, yeah, there isn't is. it? Wow. Yeah, So Wow. Yeah, so I call it like Corey Daba, bit of a Lesfield shout. Um, I'll move on to someone I think that's been probably, from a fantasy perspective, the standout player um, of the season. Um, I think Liam Scales you've got to give it to. Defensively, he's three point two million. So he's an absolute steal.
0: I he's, think he's the best value in the game. There you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Better than Xander Clark. Totally agree with you. Unbelievable value. Three point two million is amazing. He's averaging full games for Celtic. Play twenty games. Yeah. Um, you know, averaging five points, ten clean sheets. Just you know, he, he's been brilliant. I think there's. I'm unbelievably. He's only seventeen point eight percent owned. Um, which is which is bizarre um, yeah. because you know I just can't imagine a team doesn't have him
0: yeah he's actually got the most passes in the completing the league this season fame oh skills wow. interesting so I'm pretty sure you all skip but did he still do those points?
1: Sure um, points yeah he will do um, yeah yeah he's got you. most
0: passes i mean all, i mean centre halves are often top of the stats these days on passes um one of the days as midfielders, obviously, just people pass it around the back so much. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And just yeah, it's a testament to him. I mean, you look at this t- this time last year, Liam Scales was playing for an Aberdeen side. They're about to lose to Darvel, yeah, and then they lost five nil to I lose five 0 to Hearts and six 0 to Hibs. Yeah, and Liam Scales was at the centre half for both of those games. Yeah, and look at him now. Now he's the mainstay in uh, in Celtic's defence. You'd argue that he's been their signing of the season. I know
1: he Was already at the yeah, club yeah, no, but he's I almost mean, be the signing yeah, of the season as, as Liam
0: Scales. I take that, um, yeah. So he's been a, a
1: fantastic it came Good veteran, for Aberdeen towards the end of his time there as well. Did he? He got,
0: he got good when um, when Robson came in and yeah. sorted the defence out and put Matty Pollock and Angus McDonald in that back three. Yeah. Liam Scales really started to come on to the game. Um, it was
1: bad when he was playing with Stewart, he was, you know, it was just an absolute nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. So, uh,
0: so look. Yeah, it's just been interesting to see when yeah how much I don't think anyone could have predicted how much he's improved no definitely definitely put it that way um, yeah uh, who else we got in that centre half then so um, I'll give you uh, one You know, we've already talked about one uh, Kilmarnock defender I think Diaz and Lewis Mayo actually as yeah, well yeah you could probably pick any of that back that sort of centre half back three of Finley, Diaz and Mayo um, have been have been really good for Killy I mean McInnes the job he's done at Kilmarnock this season he I really feel like he's put his his own stamp on this team, and and by mm. that stamp, it is signing a lot of players that he used to have worked with. You know, you've yeah. got Marley Watkins there as well, who, who's um, who's really who's pl- who's played really well for them this season, and, and linked up with their uh, very nicely. But yeah, yeah, they, it's been a proper sort of McInnes team in that they're set up well, and they're they, um you know they're, they're difficult to get through the back, and it's credit to those big three centre halves there that they've got. Um, that help that. It's a similar
1: situation to ours, really. You've, you've got Kent, Ralls and Kingsley, you've got yeah. Mayo, Finlay, Diaz, like those back three. There's yeah, some yeah. that the, the sort of top point scorers. Um, I think in, I read, I read a stat
0: that like eight or nine of the top flight teams play a back three now. Yeah, it's something you know. We start, I know we joked about it at the start of the podcast with uh, Ross County manager Derek Adams saying how bad the standard of the league is, but. I mean, Scottish football, I love it, I always adore it, but the standard is really, um, it's, it's hard to watch just now in some of the games, and it's not helped by the fact that these teams are generally setting up three at the back, uh, five across midfield, and, a, and you know, a couple of guys that are just lumping the ball to, because it's all about trying not to concede and not lose in the first instance. Um, so that lends itself to, yeah, as you say, I think Frankie Kent could be, he'd, he, I'd argue that he could be in the, in the team this season so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, the hearts, yeah. Four goals conceded uh, in the league since the start of November up to well I'll actually make that five with the one at Livingston but you know five goals and you know I think we're talking about two penalties within that as well from the start of November through through like two months of play so open play, saying, yeah, yeah. Um really and 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 it just it just goes to show I think yeah for Frankie Kent's a fantastic player we've got we've got him on loan at the moment. Um, Rawls looks confident when he plays alongside him and Kingsley getting back to his best form. I mean that's another one. I I think that the you know, Kingsley Scotland call up probably feels like, you know Will that happen again? I'm sure, to Mm -hmm. be honest. You know, Sutter's definitely got more of a foot on the plane. But then now we've got Halke coming back as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know pretty
0: sure Kent's here on a permanent basis, but we'll just uh, we'll 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 fly over that one. There's not. Um, yeah, no, I think he's been a really good signer and looks like he likes to defend lots as well, which is good. Another one uh, that I like um, from uh, Dundee um, is Joe Shaughnessy. Uh, another being another really strong signing um, uh, for uh, Tony Doherty's guys. The um,
1: Dundee had a,
0: a really excellent return to the Scottish Premiership this time. They're normally the laughing stock of the SPFL when they come back up. Um, and I think Shaughnessy has been a big part of that.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the other one that I had on my list yeah. um, again, and it feels like we're always I mean, we have always talking about Shaughnessy on this on this pod in different seasons, but yeah, I couldn't quite believe how many points he scored when you look back on it. Three point two million again. I've never had him in my team this year, um, but you know perhaps I'm missing out. Yeah. Uh, look, a section on uh, defense cannot go by without talking about um, James Tavernier, um, and. He just continues to do ridiculous things in this game. Um, 195 points scored mm-hmm. this season. 71% ownership. I mean, seriously, who are the 29% that don't know him? Exactly. Celtic fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, averaging 9.8 points per game. 33 bonus points, 12 clean sheets, 10 goals, 5 assists. The only blemish on that record is the two... Penalty misses, so you could have brought the two hundred mark already. Yeah, it had not been for that. I mean, it's just ridiculous at this stage.
0: Yeah, he broke my heart at Hamden scoring that um, yeah. goal at the back post. Uh, really well finished off after that Barisic uh, assist. But yeah, he's just, uh, he's an absolute machine. Uh, He's the only answer for right back. I've tried to sneak in Nicky Devlin here, but yeah, let's be honest. I've had Devlin for most of the season.
1: Yeah, I think he's been a really
0: good sign-in. He's been catchy captain for Aberdeen a couple of games as well. Uh, Fitted in really well. Um, You know, scored a couple of big goals for the Dons too. So, but yeah, it doesn't get close to Tav. Right,
1: so... So we're saying, I mean, do we include Tav now, or is it too obvious? No, you have to. So we've got to have Tav, and we're going to have three other defenders. I think we both agree on Liam Scales... Who are the other two? Who are we putting in? Uh, Shall we go for. We both said Shaughnessy.
0: We both said Shaughnessy. And then do you want to put. One of your. We need a left
1: back, and you're not allowing Owen Beck. So we pick Scott Tanzer in there. Scott Tanzer, I think, gets in there. Okay, fine. Tanzer scales, Shaughnessy, Tavenier. All right. Very good. Okay should we move on to the midfielders I think we should I think we should we're, we're, we're trotting along at pace now can I start us off please do I'm going to queue you up a thing, to be honest but I think my I'm going to say he's my midfielder of the season to date uh, and I'm just utterly distraught at the fact that Hearts never signed him and the multiple opportunities they had to sign him uh, Jamie McGrath for me 4.8 million um, hasn't played a full season there you know yet because obviously he was signed late wasn't he um, so 15 games played, I believe it is, averaging 4.8 points, 72 total points, six goals and assists, couple of clean sheets. Um, I think it's been
0: fantastic. Yeah, he's been uh, yeah one of I mean Aberdeen have been a lot of bad signings this summer, and uh, Jimmy McGrath's been right on the money. Everyone everyone knows McGrath is a good player from his time at Sunderland and the way he went about his business there. But you know when he's done the United, they didn't have the best time of it there. No. But he is. He's just one of those players you can tell that the manager loves him and trusts him. Like Robson plays him basically every game. Uh, he pops up and scores a lot of goals. He'll get yeah. a lot of assists because he's on a lot of the set pieces. And he's just technically a really, really sound footballer. Um, got great work ethic and um, is, is going great guns for Ireland as well. So yeah, yeah, love uh, love, Jamie McGrath.
1: Yeah, I think he's got to be for me. And and obviously one I think you want to get in now, you've got, and we've not talked about this yet, but this is, we're in our first ever Triple header week I think for FFS
0: Uncharted territory I believe it is well. and,
1: and we're not talking one, two teams obviously I think there's six teams involved in the triple headers obviously mm. So it's an unbelievable first week back People are probably looking at playing their wild cards Jamie McGrath, one of those players that's going to play a triple header And um, Aberdeen have got how many games? on About two games in hand on most teams uh, Yeah, four, we've got four, four games in hand on some teams 18, you've played. Yeah, yeah. yeah We've, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, there's, there's obviously been some, some European football that's contributed. to That League Cup final didn't help, and then some just late call offs yeah. from uh, dreadful weather. From, 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 well, not even dreadful some weather. Some Just <laughs> off decisions. Like the Dundee game. Yeah. My dad was at, was at Curry House before, about an hour before the game, oh. and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was sunny, and they just called it off because uh, the referee didn't fancy it. It was actually shocking because. Saturday before Christmas has obviously gotta be one of the best days for sort of hospitality, attendance fees and stuff like that for the for the club. And Dundee have missed out on a lot of money there. Um so Breaking News. Killy have signed Greg Stewart. So there you go. Delanic have signed Greg Stewart. Derek McInnes is just the least imaginative <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> hilarious wow breaking news thank you Andrew my good friend a big come on it man uh, just sent me that tweet as we we're recording so that's fantastic
0: I mean he's obviously had a very successful spell there before and uh, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against him doing some damage and yeah he'll be a good one to have in fantasy football Scotland I'm sure
1: definitely definitely probably knocks Micella anyway back to midfielders we're agreed on Jamie McArthur yeah. who, who are you going for next
0: oh, sort of had it it's a bit boring because we've already spoken about him but Danny Armstrong I think yeah. has to be in the team at the Season so far, and um, but I won't touch on him much more. He's got seven assists this season, been great. As I say, knocking on the door for Scotland, and um, and then one uh, another one uh, back at back to Dens Park actually. Uh, Luke McCowan yeah, uh, three goals, two assists this season, been a massive part of why Doherty's team has has done really well. I mean, we might come on to who we think manager potentially so far this season is, and it's difficult to say uh, that it's not going to be Tony Doherty just given how difficult it it can be. You know the new team coming into the into the Premiership this season, and they've uh, they've cruised really,
1: haven't they? They have. I mean, I mean, the, the only the only teams that have lost less than them in the league are Rangers and Celtic. Lost That's six quite games. A stat. Lost six games this year. Hearts, Kamarnik, um, Hibs, all above them, seven losses yeah. uh, and onwards. They've just been really difficult to beat. Uh, ground out results where they can, and, and mostly draws. But um, yeah, I I think that I thought that was a you know. And they've, they've got games in hands as well, let's not forget. so they can, they can Which might them. be helping their loss stats, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Of Josh,
0: course. honestly, joint top team scorer. We never said that. He's got four goals this season. Yeah,
1: there we go. There so we that's,
0: go. That, that'll be why they've gone for Curtis May up front there, to try and boost those. Because if they can add a proper... I mean, look, I've had Bakayoko most of the season. Yeah. Because um, he has started basically every game for them. Oh, and do. four goals you know, a return of one every four. It's not the worst for a a player that's was valued under four million.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if you look, and we were talking about this earlier in the week or last week, you know, you you gave me that stat around Dundee United, what they did. They announced last week a loss of of 2.7 million for the year. You take into account there was 2 million in player transfer fees and and, and whatever else they'd gained. Essentially, they'd they'd spent 4.7 million more than they should have yeah. last year so already having one of the top budgets in the, within premiership clubs last year yeah
0: they were top they were top six budget in the premiership club and they're, they're burning through sort of £5 million a year um, so look and they came dead
1: last and got rugged
0: correct and you know they're having a tough time with they're, you know, they're back on top of the championship but Ray Fovers are going to run them right to the end there
1: but, but, but just comparing that with Dundee they're cross yeah. city rivals That was a talentless roster, really, that Doherty came in and inherited. A lot of the guys that were there, they brought them up in the championship. They didn't sign many people when they came up. Uh, Made some smart loan decisions, as you talked about. Beck's was was a great signing, but you know he's not like he's been banging goals in for them. He's just been a solid player, and he's still gotten to where they are. It's just such an impressive, impressive year. Yeah, Uh, and he's obviously a fantastic coach too. And
0: and and it's really getting out there because yes, Owen Beck's gone back to Liverpool, but they've just signed Ryan Astley um, on loan from Everton. Um, So yeah, the job that, that he's that he's doing, Tony Doherty, is getting noticed. Uh, actually, that's not even a loan deal. He's apparently signed them for a two and a half year deal on an undisclosed fee. So, oh, like Frankie Kent? Yeah, man. just like Frankie Kent. So, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Very good. And um, I think it's hard, Scobie, to talk not talk about Celtic when you're talking yeah. about midfielders. Uh, do you want to Do to start us off on that subject?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go for the one that you know. I think value-based deserves to be in the famous. Junior season. Value tonight. I, oh, I do want story. value, I do want value. I'm going to go for Louis Palma. Um, <laughs> again, he had a really hot run from about the second half, about a quarter of the way through the season through to the end there. my O'Reilly, of course, has been the standout player. He is the, still the top midfielder by some way, 163 points. I think he's the third top scorer in the game, I believe, just maybe by and then Tab, obviously. Um but Palmer recently really has come into his own. He's, he's considerably less. So he's half a million less than O'Reilly. 104 points. Um, and looks that he's he's got a big following now, doesn't he? Celtic fans seem to love him. Green Brigade now they're back in the stadium. Yeah. You know, big fans of him. But it is an interesting one. You know, they've obviously brought in Kuhn as we talked about. So you're looking at Celtic midfield. You've got O'Reilly, Palmer, McGregor. You've got Turnbull. You've got that's just come in. Uh, you've still got guys like um uh, Bernardo, he was having he's had some spurts where he's looked alright as well. Hatati's been injured, he's gonna be back. Um Yang's there. I mean there's there's just there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Celtic midfield still. But Palma seems like he's he's nailed on.
0: Yeah, Palmer is nailed on, nine assists this season. Um, you know, also got a few goals to his name as well. I did I listen to another Scottish football podcast. Apparently he tries to shoot from every corner that he takes. <laughs> like, always tries to get it at the back post of the corner So you watch Celtic next, have a look. And uh and see see if that happens, which is also good from a fantasy football Scotland perspective. So so that's good. I mean if we're talking about um Celtic midfielders, I mean probably the guy that's n- so far is the player of the season player, player of the year in Scotland and that is Matt O'Reilly um, everyone knew his quality when he when he signed uh, was it MK Donz he came from uh, for for Celtic um, and he sort of took a little bit of a back seat to sort of Jota last season but since those those names have moved on and Kyogo's actually gone I mean he's obviously still operating at a high level but Matt O'Reilly has just been outstanding for Celtic so far this season he's got 10 goals and uh, he's got seven assists uh, so if you combine goals and assists he's top of that and um, yeah I think I think Celtic will do well to keep on two of them uh, beyond the summer
1: Yeah, agreed agreed a lot of love for him out there um Just before we wrap this section I think we've got you know most of the midfielders we've agreed on and decided just looking a little bit at the runner fixtures again and, and obviously the triple game week uh, just to point those out it's Aberdeen and Dundee involved in triple game week. Um, Hearts, Hibbs, Livingston, Rangers, County and St. Johnston all the double game week. So you're looking at really Killy, Motherwell and St. Mirren being the only teams um, that, that, that they don't have a two games or more. I think from a wild card point of view, you're probably waiting until game week 24, aren't you? Where things start to settle down to start looking at your, your team changes. But game week 25, so three games away, we've got another... Uh, six teams that are going to be playing double game weeks um, including Aberdeen Dundee again uh, Motherwell Rangers County and St Johnston so when you look at that Rangers Aberdeen Dundee look worth investing in at the moment County and St Johnston too but you know obviously less assets now there you go yeah I mean the winter break is a lovely idea to give everyone a bit of time off but what it does create
0: is absolutely enormous amount of backlog especially when games are getting called off so yep. yeah maybe we'll come up with some strikers that you should put in your team in the next part we
1: certainly will but let's finish it off midfielders we're going to go Jamie McGrath we're going to go Danny Armstrong we're going to go Luke McCowan and who are we going to settle with on our last one is it Matt O'Reilly or is it Lou Palmer I <laughs> think it's got to be Matt O'Reilly it's Matt O'Reilly we'll take Matt O'Reilly right out of this part and into the final part
0: Welcome to part three of this episode of the Fantasy Fitba Pod. Scooby has had three Freddos
1: since we've been recording. i have had two. You've had two. Slanderous. Right? Well, I can't. I've had one. There's only one left.
0: There's a pack of five. So <laughs> I think you have. Massive. Um, what's been making me laugh recently, Scooby? Did you see that Rangers came out for it with a statement? Uh, asking will, it, will he call him never to be a referee for their game ever again <laughs> <laughs> aye all of us too Scottish <laughs> <But I'll say. laughs>
1: what well, do they think they'll get treatment not getting him as a referee it's surprising that Gladiators didn't come for him when they did. Gladiators. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> shall go on my first whistle. <laughs> yeah, that was your third whistle. <laughs> oh, that was my first. <laughs> what do they call Oh them? dear. That uh, Gollum bastard. Uh, yeah, I know. That hilarious. is
0: a real trick. And it would have
1: got him out of Scottish football as well. I know. I, if I would never had no money on Gladiators, i imagine. Yeah, these he's days. not quite got the face for TV, does Willie. But uh, <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Oh, so, um, last last part of the puzzle for us we've got to look at forwards um bit of news that obviously came out sort of just today was uh, that mika Birith has been recalled by arsenal <laughs> um motherwell and stuart kettlebell understandably not happy about that
0: yeah i mean i think i said to this you pre-pod, but i'm absolutely shocked that arsenal are saying they want to put him back out loan at a higher level i mean Gabriel Jesus cannot score. <laughs> if, they, if they've been watching any of Mika Birith this season, and he was actually in my team of the season, which I know you've now told me this doesn't qualify because he's not playing the rest of the season. <laughs> no, he's not. Like- but I, my team of the season, as this sort of Dimitar Mitov uh, p- selection as well, is players who have influenced their team to be much higher in the league than if they weren't in the team. Okay. Mika Birith I think, is a perfect example of that. And um, he's you know scored what. Uh, five, uh, five, five assists and scored uh, six goals for a Motherwell team that have been pretty diabolical yeah. for most of this season. Um, so yeah, you could, as you said, Kettlewell is raging and it's because I think they are... Uh, in a lot of trouble unless they can Take find care. something to replace him because the rest of the team is not performing um, to the way it has been in previous seasons.
1: No, of course, of course. I mean, we, we thought a uh, big uh, bear might be the answer as well. Mm. He's not been. Um, yeah, I think Catterall um, remains on the sugarliest peg. But at the end of the day. Um, Taylor Swift's obviously coming in with their millions soon, so (laughs) Motherwell Motherwell don't have a huge amount to worry about, clearly, because, you know, uh, after that video, um, all their answers and prayers are going to be. How out of touch uh, was that? Answered. Yeah, very, very odd. Well, no, I
0: apparently got two and a half million views, which is like one of the most viewed um, videos ever produced by a
1: Scottish yeah. um, club. So, as my old employers, the Leith Agency, that made it was it? Well. Oh there wow! Go, so yeah, yeah. oh yeah, no, it was yeah, really in yeah. touch. Yeah, mate, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, just uh, two points actually, just to say how much uh, Berith will be missed. By um, Motherwell, there's only two players, and these two players might be in your team of the season, mm-hmm. Scooby, and that's Abdallah Sima mm-hmm. and Lawrence Shankland. They're the only two players who have boasted better goals per ninety minutes figure than out uh, of anyone that's played a decent amount of games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're in. Um, they're in a bit of trouble there, aren't
1: they? They are, but you you you've absolutely nailed it, I think, and it's two really obvious ones that we'll obviously agree on. Lawrence Shankland um and Abdallah Sima. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely nailed on starters in the in the uh, on the forward line team the season. Oh wow. Um twenty three goals between the two of them, thirteen for Shankland, ten for Sema, a couple of assists as well. My only, my only point of um, anger is the fact that you recommended that I went with Danilo when I was doing my uh, wild card. Oh yeah, uh, my instead fault. of Sema. Always when my I fault. was when I was keen for Sema, um, and I could have got a lot more points if it weren't for you, John. But anyway. It's what it is. I think Seema and Shankland have got to be there for, for reasons that we've already covered. And, and I think Seema can, will continue to be part of Clement's plans. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, won't he? I don't think he's going anywhere. No, no, he's been there.
0: One of the main... I mean, him and Jack Butland... Um, to uh, their best signings by an absolute mile you know 10 goals and 20 appearances a sort of goal every other game really good stats uh, there for A uh, bit of an issue for them uh, is that he is at AFCON just now because he yeah. uh, is playing for the Senegal national team the AFCON is uh, yeah, being held in the Ivory Coast just now so depending on how far they go obviously will impact on how quickly Sima comes back so he's got a question mark over his name
1: and you've got to take him out don't you during this season then. I
0: think I think so. I mean, I've got two wild cards left, so I'm tempted to play one wild card now ahead of this monster uh, triple game week that you're That's talking true. about. Yeah, and then using another one sort of in another three weeks. So, yeah, Seema potentially. I mean, I will counter you saying that Seema's definitely in team of the season. I do think um, Bojan Miovsky has had an excellent season so Mevo. far. Who you've been trying to call Mevo? <laughs> If you're looking for a striker Number nine's the answer Boya Mijofsky. Somewhere in the box he's scoring Aberdeen are roaring Boya <laughs> As oh, the that's... chant goes uh, nine goals and eighteen appearances against the for an Aberdeen team that, quite frankly, have been rotten for many parts of the season, especially going forwards. Yeah, he, um, as you've said, Scooby Aberdeen got triple game week coming up. If he uh, is still a part of that Aberdeen squad, I think it's still TBC. There's chat of him signing a new deal, but that, of course, does not mean that he'll go away. It just means that Aberdeen will probably get some more money for him. Um, yeah, I'd be. Yeah, both him and Shankland are obviously on the chopping block. And then, um, yeah, depending on someone like Shea Adams moving on from Southampton, maybe then that requires them to sign a goal scorer like Miovsky. I mean, his goal against Hibs in the semi final of the League Cup was um, outstanding and sort of encapsulates everything he's become as a number nine. His movement's excellent. And he's added some brilliant finishing uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, he's just going from strength to strength. At the door.
1: Yeah, he's really come on as oh, well. We're, we're, you know, fortunately, Duke's regressed, um, you know, this season un- undeniably. And, and Miyazu's really come on, and um, he's not just your penalty taking, tapping man. Mm. He, he's really changed his game, improved his game, improved as a player. He, he looks a threat all the time now. What's happened to Duke, though? Duke just um, yeah, it looks like he had that yeah, obviously had that really hot patch around
0: starting around about this time last year that lasted for a good uh, three or four months when sort of when Robson came in. Um, there's always question marks about Duke's weight. Um, he maybe goes to ground a little bit too easily, um, and also maybe just a slight product of the fact that Robson just hasn't quite got Aberdeen going in the way that he did towards yeah. the second half of last season when yeah. he came in as manager. Um, On the subject of weight, Duke looks like he's come back in good nick, Mm -hmm. I'd say, in the photos of pre season. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that's something he'll come back to. Um, And just, I also think it's it's, it's Miofsky's improvement and has made him such a significant part of this Aberdeen team now. He is the the focal point of everything going forward, and he's the one that. that o- occupies defenders and other teams' minds that maybe yeah Duke just hasn't increased the, um, his sort of development at the same rate, and I just wonder if that sort of played into it as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, fair point, fair point. Um,
0: but yeah, look, some great number nines we've got in the in the SPFL so far this year, right? I mean, you look at absolutely. Shanklin, you look at Beirith, right? Frankie's gone, and um, yeah, Sim has been brilliant, and Miowski, and we obviously haven't even talked about Kyogo who you know he's been he's been fine, um, but I think everybody Not living he, up to his he's not living points. up as high, yeah. but he's and he's not he's not really um in our in our team.
1: This year. He's eight eight
0: goals in twenty-two appearances for Celtics main striker. Shit. Yeah he's,
1: he's nowhere near it. He's nowhere near it. And and he's and it, I just it, something's not gelling with him and Rodgers and that system at the moment. Yeah. Um for someone that's clearly a, a good player but you know just not on the level and, and you just can't justify it when the price points of um, See, man, certainly Shanklin at the start of the season. I mean Shanklin's price has jumped by about a million. Yeah, you know, I mean a, he is he is game. just no brainer. Um, and you, yeah,
0: we look we talk about Matt O'Reilly being up for play of the season, but uh not Shanklin quite rightly in that conversation as yeah. well. We've talked about him so much already on yeah. the pod. Honorable shouts to as I say, like Marley Watkins, I like what he's doing.
1: I like that too. Um, and like and Vassel. Um, yeah, don't mind yeah. the two of them there. Um I was also gonna put in your man uh, Amadou... Bakayoko, I was actually going to say he might be my third choice in the team of the season, purely because the fact he's 3.6 million, he's got 63 points. Coming back to that value Back oh, to that they, value. Robert
0: Scoby also known as Brendan Rogers, is
1: it <laughs> <laughs> uh, banging on about. Yeah, exactly. It's Moneyball over here. He's uh, he's got he's got a triple game week coming up as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you know what?
0: He, as I say, he starts the one thing you now have a worry for him is with Curtis Main coming in. Exactly. Is there is that the chance buddy. that he won't be starting every game? And that was the sort of thing I liked. So, right, gun to your head, Scoby, we've got to take three strikers with us on our merry way.
1: Who be taking? Laura Shackland. Abdullah Yeah. And Miofsky. Okay.
0: I think I would have taken Beereth if he hadn't been recalled by Mikel Arteta. Fair. Who is just a end. I mean did you see him he was with the salt bay guy eating oh, his steak? No, so opposite. yeah, fuck off Arteta. Yeah, he's
1: a twat. He's a right. twat. Okay. M- manager
0: manager of the season so far. Well, I mean, we talked about a few of them. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to look past Either Derek McInnes or Tony Dock with resources that they've had and outperformance. I'm gonna go for Tony Dock You're going Tony Dock Just first job, yeah. Newly promoted side. Yeah. And uh, Dundee are looking every bit the part of the of the Scottish top flight. I mean,
1: unfortunately, as we've already said, with like Beck and stuff, people that have already left, we can't give it to because if not, Lee Johnson would get my vote. <laughs> Of course, I'm, but.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad you brought Lee Johnson up, Scobie, because I was trying to work out how I was going to fit this into my uh, into the podcast tonight, and I don't know if you follow Lee Johnson on LinkedIn. I certainly don't, but thankfully someone on Twitter does, and Lee Johnson, who has has been sacked by another club as well since, yep. hasn't he? Was yep. Fleetwood? Fleetwood Town. Fleetwood yep. Town, who Charlie Adams now manager of?
1: Yeah, yeah, they just so. love, yeah. they love a
0: sort of Scottish link there, Scott Brown was there and Joy stuff. Joey Barton was there. Yeah, so yeah, but obviously a long list of really esteemed yeah, managers exactly. with some brilliant time in the game. Anyway, so Lee Johnson is, has got no job just now, right? Um, so on LinkedIn, he is uh, now doing. He's offering up his experiences by, um, by way of four interactive Zoom sessions for five individuals who are keen on learning from my experiences of over 500 plus games in management. Uh, yeah, so the, the topics covered will include The interview process Playing philosophy and periodization. <laughs> don't know what is. <laughs> uh, Recruiting players and staff uh, Development of younger players Examples of effective working relationships With players and club hierarchy
1: I'd love to see those examples
0: <laughs> Media <laughs> management Which Oh, <laughs> wow yeah, <laughs> You yeah, know, yeah. he's got the best metaphors in football <laughs> And club
1: structure yeah. Uh, can we can we please pitch together and buy one of these slots, John? Yeah, I, Fancy I, football pod. We, we we've got to get a Lee Johnson seminar. Please inbox me if there is interest. I will inbox you tonight. It's quite
0: bad. He's only got four hundred and eighteen likes on that. Unbelievable, like yeah. you think for a guy that yeah, it's pretty well known name. Certainly in Scottish football. Yeah, uh, that's shocking. I also saw the photo of him when he was signed as a Hearts player. I'm yeah. up on my timeline recently I think yeah. I forget so I think it, was. it wasn't a particularly successful
1: time in no, it was him, was no it was not no it wasn't not at all not at all yeah. oh, funny oh,
0: always time to discuss Lee Johnson
1: always so I'm going Tony Doherty you going
0: yeah he was the first on my list we're going to uh, go Tony so, so, so I'll agree with that the only other honourable mention I had was for uh, Mick Beale but you know ok yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> maybe he should go all. to Tony Doherty's
1: uh, to, re- Lee to Lee Johnson's uh,
0: LinkedIn sessions because yeah. yeah judging by the way Sunderland are playing uh, yeah. Mick Beale's going to be out of a job pretty soon as well to be fair <laughs> it was
1: a good idea Mick Bale, to repaint the, uh, the, the Waybar <laughs> I mean, in I'm Newcastle in, in his defence I'm pretty sure <laughs> that wasn't his idea well who knows John it might be mind games he's yeah. a genius at the end of the day uh, okay um, last bit to cover then League how's the league looking mm. top of the fantasy football pod league is Murder on the dance floor, I and a, t- a really timely, you know, name as well, given the fact that uh, the old murder on the dance floor is having a big moment after Saltburn. So, murder on the dance floor is also number one uh, here in the fancy football pod league. That's the St Mirren fix, which I believe is a St Mirren podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their team, um, and they've got one thousand four hundred seventy-six points so far. Well done! Some other great names in the top twenty. I did this last time. There's a few good ones. Um, so after good old Hitati, we've got Rio Mysterio, uh, a yeah. nice little WWE throwback. Uh, WWF. S- WWF throwback. Uh, sporting lesbian. <laughs> 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 Bit weird, but kind of thought it was funny. Uh, and my favourite one, uh, Slobber Dandy Dons.
0: Yeah. Brilliant, and Scobie, whilst you were flicking through that league table, I'm sure you'll have seen that I am in fact 8th in the fantasy yes, yeah. football league.
1: I saw that, Farsat doing very well. Yeah, very yeah. we well. have
0: snuck into top 30 in the overall game, so I need to keep uh, yeah. keep that up.
1: Um, Honourable mention to Latino Heat as well cal Um good old man, loves, loves the pod. Yes. Uh, Loves my pronunciations. Uh, and also to our good man, Neibs, who we're going to have on this season in the next couple of episodes, aren't we?
0: Yes. Brilliant. Another one I like, uh, just because I love these nuts, is McNobby's Nuts. I thought it was a <laughs> funny name.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be back. Um, lots covered there. Um, and we'll certainly be back again in, in February. Um, so, yeah send us your teams this weekend do not forget to do ahead of Tuesday your teams maybe you're playing a wild card we love to see them on Twitter so send them in um, if you've got them
0: thanks for listening as always Drips
1: take care